is Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This is the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. I am Coach Manaman. Thank you for listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other major podcast platforms. For the latest news and notes and baseball content from the tri-state area, find us on social media, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and at Coach Manaman on Twitter. Welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. As always, this is everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman, and an exciting episode for you today. So many of you know this podcast kicked off about three years ago when our co-host at the time was Tyler Soigling at the time, who was living in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, he's moved back to the Dubuque area, and he will be taking over the helm at his alma mater of Dubuque Senior. Tyler Soigling, welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Thanks, Nick. Man, it's exciting to be here and, and to get back on this and be able to to start promoting Senior and, and getting rolling here. I was super excited. Uh, you and I have talked about this opportunity for a long time. You and I have always kind of had a pact together where if I got a head varsity job, you were going to be my right-hand man. If you got a head varsity job, I was going to be your right-hand man. That was before I had three children. <laughs> that was before you had three so children. So now I have three children, and uh, I will not be joining you on, on the bench, but um, I will be there in spirit. And the one thing that you and I always talk about, and the one thing that I, I love about you as a person and the passion that you have for baseball is you're a culture guy. And you're all about building culture. And Senior has this great event coming up, the Scott Althoff Memorial Game. And I hope I don't get uh, teary-eyed or choked up talking about it, but Scott Althoff is just an amazing, amazing man. Was an amazing, amazing man. I've had the opportunity to talk to his brother, B.J. Althoff, quite a few times when talking about Zawingle on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. But what can you tell us about the Scott Althoff Memorial Game? Give us dates. Give us information. What does this money go to that is earned during the Scott Althoff Memorial Game. Yeah, so I first want to start talking about Scott. So Scott was a senior grad in 97. He was part of seniors only MVC championship in 96. And Scott was killed in a hit and run incident. And the coach at the time was Mike Fleming. And Mike started a scholarship fund in, in, his, in his honor. And so the way they funded it was they started the Scott Althoff Memorial Baseball Game, which has now turned into a Memorial Softball Game. And we are looking to get guys to, to come and join us and, and be a part of this. It's been going on for about 21 years, and this is a long-lasting history and tradition of, of Dubuque Senior that, that needs to be uh, promoted, and it and our guys need to, to know what's going on behind the scenes and and appreciate those who came before them 
um, so that we can be appreciated for, for the time that we're putting in now. So the game is at McAleese Park on August 27th. The game starts at 10 a.m. It is a $30 fee for senior alumni that played baseball, and uh, you get a, a T-shirt, and you get to play in the game. I believe it's a $5 entry fee, and all the proceeds from that go toward the scholarship fund at senior. And the the scholarship fund has has always been awarded to one player a year. I was fortunate enough to to have received this scholarship in, in t- 2010, and they all the senior players that are graduating, they will uh, write an entry, and then it's reviewed by Mike Fleming and I believe Tim Feldern, Felderman now, and they pick one person a year for it. And you know this is something that's very specific to senior and our baseball program, and we would love to get more people involved and more people around so we can make this a, a great event and and bring it back to life here. If you're interested in signing up for this event, I'm on three different social medias, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Coach Manaman on Twitter. You can shoot me a message, and I can pass that on to Tyler here. Tyler, did you want to give your information as well? Yeah, so you can reach out to Tim Felderman or myself. Um, our my my Twitter account is probably the easiest way. I got two now that I took over the helm, and so our first one is uh, baseball underscore dshs, and then my personal account is uh, Coach Soy. It's S O Y forty four on Twitter, and you can just reach out to me, DM me, or you can reach out to Tim or myself at our our district email, which is T Felderman at dbqschools.org or T Soigling. It's S A E U G. L-I-N-G at dbqschools.org as well. So we really would appreciate people reaching out. I'm going to reach out to some some guys that I know of to try and, and get this, this roster filled and, and to keep building this culture. Now the Hempstead and Wallert programs do something similar with Grant Vote, and I know Hempstead has retired the number 15. I believe Scott Aldhoff wore number 23, correct? Yes. Now, is that number retired in the senior program, or are we going to retire it if when you're going through jerseys you see 23 in there, we're going to maybe frame it or put it in the dugout or something? Yeah, as of right now, the number is not retired. However, that is something that I have considered and, and would like to do if, if we can make that happen. Um, senior doesn't have a lot of people that have come through, but Scott is a, a big a big name in our program, and, and if there's something that we can do for him um, just outside of this game and scholarship fund, I, I would like to do that in the future. What are some other things that you have in mind that you want to do to build culture? Now, I just want to say I've had the previous coaches all on the podcast. I've had great conversations with um both of them and and coaches that were on the staff as well and what people have shared is is they felt like the sense of community maybe have been lacking or the culture building may have been lacking a little bit and there really wasn't a connection between community and senior baseball or senior baseball and the school of Dubuque senior so what are some ideas that that you're thinking that you want to do to invite the community to senior baseball and have there be a real tie, have there be a real connection between the school and the baseball program and the Dubuque Community School District and the program. Yeah, so there's a few things that in the interview I, I brought up 
as far as the school goes, my my thing is I want to get the school involved in our program. Um, and so that might be having the choir kids come out and sing the national anthem for us or having the construction group build something that we need for, for the field. Um, just anything like that where I can get the school involved. It might be making a, a new senior baseball logo and, and having the art department run that and, and picking from there and having some sort of competition. So things like that are the things that I want to do to get the school back in, involved with our with our program. And as far as the the alumni and stuff, the, the big thing right now is definitely the Scott Altoff game and promoting keep and promoting that. And so um, I would like to have alumni come back, maybe do an alumni game doing uh, for, during the season and things like that, where our players can, can meet former players and the former players can meet our, our future uh, moving forward. Because it's, I, as I said earlier, I think it's just extremely important for our guys to know who came before them and, and, and put their blood, sweat and tears into this field and this program like, like they are uh, today. Coach, you mentioned it's been, was it 17 years since senior last won a Mississippi Valley Conference Championship? Yeah, it would have been in 1996. So. And when was the last time senior made it to the state tournament? I believe it was 1977. Now, you're new to the program. You are an alum of senior. What are some things that you might implement in practice you might implement in games and you want to implement in that program from the eighth graders on into the seniors to to break that streak of not winning a division championship and not making it to the state tournament you know the the big thing for me is I want this to be a continuum of a program I'm not I'm not here to coach one team specifically and and just be successful uh, with this our varsity team, I believe in being good every year or trying to be as good as we can be every single year. And for that, it's keeping guys together and and playing together. Now there might be times where people might be moved up, but um, as far as I'm concerned, right now I want guys to continue to play together so every year we can be good and not put all of our eggs into one basket for one season. Uh, I believe that senior has that talent level and, and it always has had that talent level. And we're just going to try to move through that system and make this a system where you come through and you learn something in, at freshman, then you learn something at sophomore, and then you come to varsity and you learn even more. So it's just a natural progression uh, for these guys so that they can leave practice every day. They can come to the field every day knowing that they're going to get something out of it and feel honestly and parents this is for you I, I hope that they come home and they're tired so they want to rest and, and eat, eat some good meals so that's that's the way I see it is we're going to put in a lot of work into our attitude our effort and our body language at practice we are going to practice as hard as we can everything's going to be planned out and scripted so they can come to the field know what the expectation is beforehand so we can go out to the field and we can execute that plan each day and, and get the most out of these guys now, you talked a lot about moving guys up. And I have to tell you, Coach Soy, I hear everything. <laughs> I hear the excitement about you coming into the program. I hear um, some people a little nervous because they're not sure what to expect with the new coach coming in. Now, you mentioned 
keeping guys together and also moving guys up. So looking at the programs in the area, Western Dubuque is a open tryout. If you're an eighth grader and you want to play varsity baseball, you have a two-week tryout with the varsity. If you're a sophomore and you want to try out for varsity you can and they keep the 18 best players in the program on the varsity team waller they do something very similar but not with the open tryouts hempstead traditionally has been old school where all the seniors get first crack and if you're a younger guy you have to beat out that senior in order to take their position. And Coach Rapp and Coach Witchery and Coach Core very traditional where it's the senior's year. You have to outplay them in order to take your job. So senior has brought guys up, taken some guys down, had some guys play, They were pitchers, but they didn't pitch at that level, and they lost um, uh, a year of pitching. And, you know, I got to applaud uh, 18 kids in our area. A couple weeks ago, I was asked to umpire a scrimmage game. It was a nine-inning scrimmage game over at Senior High School, and it was ninth graders against 10th graders. And it was the most competitive, intense scrimmage I've ever seen. I I was fun to be, I was glad to be a part of it. It was a lot of fun. And there was this kid pitching for senior for the 10th grade team. I'm sorry. Yes, he was pitching for the 10th grade team, incoming 10th grade team. He's a little lefty, um, had a nasty, nasty slider. And I, I said to the catcher, I umped a lot of senior games. I never saw this guy throw. This is a really good pitcher. I think his last name was Strohmeyer, if I can remember correctly. And the catcher said to me, well, yeah, he was a freshman, but he played up at sophomore, and he really didn't pitch, which I think is an injustice because he lost a year of pitching. So what is going to be your philosophy in the program with moving guys up or uh, who's going to be on each team and and what are going to be your steps for if you have a freshman and they're able to play sophomore baseball to have them be on that sophomore baseball team. I think that's the one question people asking me about you that I have gotten about you and I have not answered it even though I know the answer because I want them to hear it from you. Yeah, so the the first thing that I'm going to say is everything is going to be earned and not given, regardless if you're a senior or or a freshman. I'm coming into this as it's a blank slate, and you know if if you're putting in your best attitude effort and showing good body language each and every day, you're you're gonna probably find a way to to be playing in our program. Now that being said, I'm not going to be jumping to just move guys up quickly. I do believe in a, in a natural progression. And I do believe that if you move somebody up that they need to be playing and we're not going to do an injustice, as you said, to those guys to just move them up, to move them up. Um, guys are going to have to, there's going to have to be an opening at, at, at whatever level it, it may be. And, and you have to earn your way there. And I, and some. A lot of things that people don't sometimes think about is how beneficial it is for kids to succeed. 
And a lot of times they just think, well, they have these skills and they can, they can do this. They can hit varsity pitching and things like that. But you got to think about the kid's mental mindset too, and, and let them experience success and, and do that. So the way that you're going to get moved up as, as far as I see it right now is I want to see you have success and prove that, that you, that you're above and beyond the level that you are. And then once you prove that, then decide, is there uh is there room for this player at a, at a level higher than them. So I'm not cutting it off and saying guys can't get moved up. However, I want to see guys succeed first and prove themselves in this game before we, we make any jump, to, jump to any conclusions or, or decisions throughout this year. I can tell you from experience as a coach and also being an observer, there's nothing more detrimental to a kid than to move them up or advance them early and have them not be successful and then have to bring them back down. It, it just kills um, a kid's confidence. You even see it at the major league level where you have a guy jump up to the major league level and they'll be one for 49 and then get sent back to double A or get sent back to triple A to work on those skills that, that they need to. Now, I hope I'm not stepping on, on any toes uh, bringing this up, but a couple of years ago, uh, Coach Felderman stepped away and you applied for the varsity position and did not get the varsity position and went and took what you had learned in the feedback that you had got from that interview and improved on those things and, and did some coaching in Arizona while coaching at senior prior to heading to Arizona. So why is this the right time for you? And why is this the right time for the senior program to bring you on board? You know, if you would ask me five years ago, I would have told you that I was as ready as I would ever be to, to take over a program. And and would, did I have a lot of confidence in myself and think I could have done a good job? Sure, absolutely. I was, you know, it, it, it stung a little bit not getting it. But you have two choices. You have one where you can kind of feel sorry for yourself or you can, two, take that feedback and become better. And so my mindset changed quite a bit when I was in Arizona to, you know what, if I'm not going to be a head coach right now, I need to be somewhere where I'm going to continue to learn and grow from the best people that I can surround myself by. And that's what I did. And that's why I, I went to different programs and, and I did things because I wanted to see how things were done in a different way. I wanted to see how guys coached players. I wanted to see how players responded to their coaches. I wanted to improve my craft and learn as much as I could and, and, and go to camp to clinics and go to these camps and, and do these things to, to make myself a better coach and better suited to help out my coaching staff in the future and to help out and most importantly, help out my players in the program that I, I will, that I would take over once that day did come. And, and, you know, waiting 12 years, Nick was, it was hard. It was, it was tough to do, especially when, when you feel like, like you can do this and you are ready for it. But I'm very, very thankful that even though I, I didn't get it at that time that I've gotten the second opportunity and I, I can promise you that I'm, I'm not going to take it for granted. And I'm going to put my heart and soul into this program because, um, I, I care about it very, very much. 
And people who don't know Coach Soigling's resume, he was a grad of senior baseball player there, went on to Ellsworth Community College, played there, went to Bemidji State in Minnesota and played there. And to quote legendary umpire and ghost player Frank Dardis, he said at one time the two top pitchers in the semi-pro league were Coach Tyler Soigling and Mark Hennessy, formerly of the Dubuque Hempstead staff. What are your biggest strengths as a coach? One, in working with players, and two, your um, skill set in teaching the game of baseball? The, the reason why I got into coaching was because I felt like I could help and, and teach the game to players. And I just absolutely just fell in love with it that first year. And, and I got to say, give, put a big thank you to Tim Felderman for bringing me on my first year out of high school and giving me the opportunity to coach because it, it really changed my perspective not only as a as a coach but just as a player on on how you view the game and and how you teach it and what the right things to do are and and so i i think my biggest strength outside of just pitching obviously i was a pitcher so that's a big thing it's going to be a pitching and defense type of program and we're going to we're going to we're going to put pressure on the defenses offensively but my biggest thing is just i feel like i've always done a good job of connecting with my players and not by babying them but by holding them accountable and holding them to the expectation that I hold myself because I'm never going to ask a player to do something that I wouldn't ask myself to do if I was in their shoes and um you know I just I I I really love going to the field every day and I love being around these these players and being able to teach them share this game that I fell in love with as a kid and hopefully bring that joy and love to them by pl- by playing under me and um that's just that's my reason for coaching I, I i'm not in it for for me or, or anything else yes wins are gonna be awesome and and i can't wait to get the first one as, as a senior head coach but just teaching this game and and seeing how these guys grow from their eighth grade year until their senior year it's it's the most satisfying and almost selfish thing that that you can have from coaching that's why you were going to be my assistant coach because you were <laughs> going to do all my my pitching stuff for me name the starters do the mound visits and all of that because i am an offensive guy and a, and a corner infielder guy now when i was building my staff i surrounded myself with former players who i knew had a high baseball iq and also complimented me on my weaknesses. So my weaknesses was, I didn't know. I mean, I know pitching, but I don't know how to teach pitching. And I also struggled with um, middle infielders. I had never played middle infielder. I was always a first baseman or a DH or, or a third baseman. So what would be right now looking at yourself your weaknesses coming into this job or your weaknesses coming into the program and how are you going to fill those weaknesses heading into the season? Yeah, I mean, definitely my, I mean, you could ask a lot of people in the, in the semi-pro league. I'm not, I'm not exactly the strongest hitter. Do I know how to hit and what to do? Sure. But 
Um, I, I do want to have a, a pitching guy, or not a pitching guy, I'm sorry, uh, a hitting guy that can maybe teach swings a little bit better than, than I can. I, I do want to say, though, being down in Phoenix, I was put into many different roles. I wasn't always a pitching coach. I was a pitching coach, and then I was a freshman coach, and then I ran an outfield, and then I helped with the infield, and then I helped with catchers. So I was I got became very well-versed in, in many different things. So I know what to look for, and I know what to ask about, but I want a guy that's as passionate about hitting or outfield or infield or whatever it may be as I am with pitching. That's what I, that's what I want because I want the hitters to hit and I want my pitchers to pitch and I want my defenders to get dirty and roll around in the dirt and make these, these plays where they, they just put it all out there on the field. And that's, that's what I, that's what I want. I want guys that are as passionate about a specific position or, or part of the game as I am with pitching. This is going to be the last question before we hit into that podcast, killing double play. First of all, Thank you for being a guest on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And I don't want people to think that Coach Soy is only on this podcast because he's one of my best friends. He uh, he was in my wedding, and um, I, I love the guy to death. He's he is one of my one of my best friends. So if you're thinking that I'm now biased towards senior, because I get all the time, like Nick, you always give the awards to Western Dubuque guys because you coach there, or you only give awards to Hempstead guys because you coach there. I also coached at Waller too. But if you want to hear a similar style interview with Coach Bryant with Coach Hummel, with Coach Rapp, with Coach Tischer. I did these interviews with them back on the first season preview that I did with them. I asked them these very similar questions. Go back into the catalog, give it a listen. I believe it was 2019, Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Your search will take you to that catalog. One thing people do not know about you is... You went to a lot of senior baseball games this past year. I made fun out of you the majority of the time because you were keeping a scorebook. Some people might have recognized you in your other role this summer. I know they definitely recognize me, everybody's favorite coach. But you and I were umpires this past we year. We were. And um, you and I worked a lot of senior games. We did not do a senior varsity game. Did you do a senior varsity game umping? I did not. I, I only did one varsity game, but we did do the JV game. Yes. So Thompson. we umped a senior JV game, and we umped a lot of senior freshman games, and we umped a lot of senior sophomore games. When you were keeping the book, watching the varsity, and when you were umping those freshmen those sophomore and those JV games. What did you see that you really liked about the senior Rams? What did you see that got you excited about the senior Rams? Well, the thing that that I saw was there was a sense of, of camaraderie there and these guys pulling together for each other. And that was what I, I really liked to see, liked to see out of them. Um, I I think that there is some some room for improvement here moving forward, but just the ability for guys to somehow find a way to to 
to be together that was what got me excited and then also just the nostalgia of just being back on the field and seeing you know I was I was an alumni at the time I I wasn't a coach there I, I wasn't anything but just an alumni and a big baseball fan and just coming back to the field and seeing the red the scarlet red and the the columbia blue um those guys wearing it 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 just it 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 just tickled me you know it's just fun to see as an alumni at that time just seeing the senior rams play baseball and i i want to i hope that we can continue that and and keep improving and 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 make it better so you know i always play devil's advocate and I know the night before opening day, I didn't sleep. I know the day of opening day, I didn't have any fingernails. And I know during opening day, I was a pacer. So from your experiences watching the uh, the senior varsity and umping the JV and the freshman and the sophomore, what are some of those things that that might keep you up at night that you really want to hit hard early on in the season and early on in the off season so you can have the most successful rookie campaign yeah so i'm i wouldn't call myself a pacer i i bite my nails regardless so i'm i'm never going to be um how do i put this I'm I'm always going to be confident in our team the night before because I'm I always feel like if I'm putting everything into these guys out on the field at practice then the results are going to be what that practice was. And so the only the the things that keep me up at night are are typically after the game when it's things that we I could have maybe taught better um that just maybe slipped through in in that in those games. And so what I'm thinking about is how do I not let this happen again? And how do and I look, reflect at myself? I'm not looking at the other guys and saying, you know, why didn't you make that play? Or why didn't you hit and get a hit in this situation? Because we know all of us know no player is going out there trying to fail. And baseball is the perfect game to, to expose your failures. And so it's always the things that keep me up at night are the things that I feel like I could have done better to better prepare those guys. And I promise you that if that happens, and it probably will this this year and and every year, the next day we are going to come at it guns a blazing. We're going to clean stuff up and we're going to we're going to find new ways to teach and and reteach and and hammer things through and 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 get it right so that those same mistakes don't happen again and that's that really is the first lesson i ever learned in baseball and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a shout out to randy girardi so first lesson in baseball i learned is if you make a if you make an error you make a mistake it's fine just don't do it again and so that's something that i've always lived by ever since i was 10 years old playing c league um you know, it's, it's finding a way. And that's what coaching is, is, and teaching is teaching really is finding a way to make sure that those guys don't make that same mistake twice and feel good about themselves when they do make that play that next time. Coach Soigling, congratulations on the gig. And thank you for stopping by the Dubuque area baseball podcast. Best of luck to you, your program and your players on the upcoming 2023 baseball season. 643, we're out of here. Post game show is brought to you by.
I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Don't forget to stop by Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, and also subscribe on Spotify.